Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Hey friends, welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast, where this week I'm doing a little bit of a personal podcast. Um, So it's just me. Don't worry, Randall will be doing one of his own, but a personal podcast on the reality of a losing 150 pounds. If you're new here, welcome. We talk all things macros, nutrition, fitness, business for fitness coaches, and a sprinkle a little bit of our marriage um, because we are a husband and wife team. But if you are new, hi, my name is Eve Guzman, and I am a wife, mother, scientist, nutritionist, researcher, speaker, connector, business coach for fitness coaches, macronutrition expert with 23 years of total experience and creator of the macro nutrition coaching certification. I am someone who has also lost 150 pounds. If you guys have been following me on Eve Guzman official for a few years, you will know that I probably used to talk more about the fact that I lost 150 pounds way more than I do these days. And there's a reason why. When I first started doing my coaching, um, I really didn't talk about how much weight I lost and how. And people would tell me, you have a great story. Like it resonates. Like, why are you so humble? Why not share the story? So I totally switched gears and started talking about the journey of me losing half my body weight and me becoming a people ambassador um, for the half her size or half their size issues and a blogger for them for a couple of years when I was a fitness competitor, which a lot of you guys on here probably maybe didn't even know both of those things that I have lost an extreme amount of weight, 150 pounds to be exact. And I used to be a figure competitor and I talked about my weight loss all of the time. And I started coaching in 2014, started sharing my story more. I would definitely say 2016 became a macro expert, I would say by the industry in 2018. And in about 2021, I stopped telling my story as much. And that was for a couple of reasons. One, I did not want it to be the only thing that people knew me for, because you guys know how it goes in the space. There are lots of people that have lost a lot of weight, um, but that does not make them an expert. It doesn't make them someone that can help other people and not just use what worked on them to work on other people without experience and education and a certification. Um, and I also wanted to be to prove that I was more than just a weight loss story. And this transition happened when I became 
became a fitness coach or sorry, a business coach for fitness coaches. And so now you will probably rarely see on my um, Instagram channel, me showing my before and after. I used to show my before and after probably like three to five times a month. Now, I mean, I can go on there right now and I'll take a look as we're doing this podcast, but I probably haven't showed a before and after picture um, in potentially three months. So as I talk to you guys, um, cause this is completely unscripted. I will roll back to my account and I'll tell you guys how long it's been, but I did not want my weight loss to be the only thing that people, um, knew me for. And I wanted to really establish the fact that, I have a skill set to help other people outside of the fact that I lost weight myself. Um, but sometimes in the in my Instagram bio, I will have um, down 150 pounds just so people who are coming to my page for nutrition and fitness and other people share my story are like, okay, this is probably, you know, the right girl. This is actually the girl um, that they're talking about. So we're recording this in the month of July and I just rolled back. Um, it has been four and a half months since, or four months since, since I have shown um, a photo of my before and after. So this was like back in March. So, you know, almost four and a half months, a little over four months um, since I've shown a before and after photo of myself. And to date for the year, it is the year 2023. I have only shown two before and after pictures that are side by side and one kind of in progress reel. That's it. That's all I've showed in seven months. Um, but the reality is I have lost a lot of weight. Um, and it is something that has opened a lot of doors for me in the way of me now having a story to share that resonates with other people that people love to hear for inspiration, me having a story to share that also like fires people up to learn more and do what I did, which is like chase after a sustainable diet that I felt good about. And one that actually helped me get results. Um, so it has actually been the thing that has changed my life because I became more social. I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to market because I learned how to tell my story. Um, but 150 pounds of weight loss is not the only thing that I am. And I am definitely much more than that. Um, you'll hear me say time and time again. It definitely opened doors and especially outside of the social piece, but also in the area of confidence. I felt like I was literally unzipping a suit that I was in because I felt like I was living in a body that wasn't mine, um, that I didn't really resonate. I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was literally smothering my voice, my personality, my creativity, my thoughts, my inspiration, my dreams, even my intelligence being in an overweight body. And for me, the reality really was people did look at me different. Um, even though people will go, you were pretty then and you were pretty now. Um, people that are overweight can definitely get a bad rap that we are lazy. Um, we're slower to do things. We're less motivated just because you're overweight. In my case, I was extremely obese. Uh, my BMI was about 50. My waistline was almost 55 inches. Um, I was nearing 300 pounds. Um, but 
in the progress the process of me losing the weight, I was working out. And some people look at extreme people and they're like, oh, they eat fried chicken, a whole bag of, of Lay's potato chips, and they just never ever exercise and they sit on the couch all day. And I was honestly, you know, at that point working 50 hours a week, also finishing up um, my um rotation for medical laboratory science, which was like a whole year, um, you know, a hands-on 40 hours a week, also internship you do unpaid as you're becoming started and getting your board credentials. Um, but I was on my feet all the time. And then I was cooking and cleaning and balancing a house at home with Randall. Um, we were catching our stride on me being married like two years. Our daughter was like four years old. I was extremely active, but people that are overweight can sometimes be looked upon as less than, again, being slower, um, lazier, maybe they don't smell good, um, they're not as smart. And these aren't things that I'm just making up because some of these things have actually been said to me. You guys have probably heard the story of me um, talking about how kids used to make fun of me and they said that I smelled like Oreos and fried chicken. And I probably did because I ate those things. And I can laugh about it now. But I would go home and get off of the bus every day and I would cry about that um, until I decided to change my life. So for me, it was a dressing room that led to me losing 150 pounds. And it wasn't the first 100 plus pounds that I lost, you guys. I have lost 10 pounds probably 10 times, as most of you guys have done. I've probably lost 175 pounds up and down, up and down before ever going on this journey of losing 150 pounds. Um, but I was in my 20s. I was trying on jeans because I wanted to wear like all the cute. It was like low rise jeans at that point, but here I am trying to cover up a belly. Um, and I'm trying on these jeans and I tried on like 20 pairs at the mall and they were literally just all over the floor. Like what you would see in a weight loss ad or what you would see on like a dramatic scene in the movie. That was my scene. Like that was my reality. And I cried because the only thing I could wear were these pull on jeans. And I was like, I'm too young for this. I am not old enough to wear pull-on jeans with like no button, no zipper. Everybody's going to know that I'm wearing like mom jeans or whatever, which is hilarious because now we're all wearing mom jeans with a zipper and button, of course, and they're like in and they can like be waist high and um, they can make people feel body confident. But here I was on the, on the flip side, like saying, I cannot wear these mom jeans and by that time, I had tried 11 different diets at least twice a piece. I was not a nutritionist. I was working on um, my second degree before I had even went to graduate school and knew a lot, but I could teach you these diets. I could teach you how to do Weight Watchers. I could teach you how to do Slim Fast. I could teach you how to do the Special K diet. I knew all about Atkins. I knew where to get the best deals on the Atkins, like low sugar, low net carb bars, and you know all of those things. I could teach it back. Um, never did I know that a dressing room of like 20 pairs of jeans sprawled out on the floor was going to um, be the pivot of what would become eventually my career. Um, so I started to like question myself. I'm like, bitch, you're smart. Like you are smart. Why are you doing these stupid diets? Like you understand 
the science of weight loss. Like my background is in biochemistry and molecular biology. Like I understand the science of it and energy balance. Like what is the hardest piece? Working out was not the hardest piece for me. Losing the weight via nutrition was the hardest piece for me. Um, it was hard because I had cultural foods that I grew up with that I was raised on um, that weren't necessarily macro friendly, but my palate was adapted to those. My cooking skills were adapted to those. My skills of how to pick out food in the grocery store was adapted to the way that I grew up. I grew up in a poor neighborhood. I grew up in an area where you couldn't even walk to a grocery store to get health foods. It was like all junk. I grew up in an era of where you got luckily sent to the corner store with a dollar and 50 cents and you'd walk out with a bag of like 25 cent um, chips, like a 50 cent little juice jug and the rest of the money, like the remaining 75 cents were like fruity tooties and whatever, like one cent and three cent and five cent candies. Shout out to all of our listeners that grew up in areas like this. And this is like one of their favorite childhood memories. You guys, I was, if you gave me a dollar, I was set. But the one thing you weren't finding in these local corner stores were going to be fruits and bananas, let alone like chicken breast and rice and, and fresh vegetables. Um, you couldn't walk to a store like that that would have that kind of stuff. And there was only one store and it was an eight minute drive. And so it was a mind fuck for me when I really sat down and looked at, okay, here's the science of weight loss. Here is the issue. You are, you are an over consumer. I wasn't necessarily eating copious meals, like numerous meals and snacking all day. It was what I was eating when I was eating. That was the issue that were the higher calorie foods, the processed foods that I grew up eating. Everybody in my neighborhood was eating. Um, like my parents did definitely the best that they could, but like they did for me as my, um, you know, parents were done for and what I was eating was normal. So it was really a shit fuck when I looked at what I was eating and I'm like, can't have the fried chicken. I got to like learn how to cook chicken breast in my young twenties. I wasn't eating plain rice. Like I grew up with a culture where you're putting butter in your rice, you're putting sugar in your rice, you're putting cheese and bacon in your grits. I mean, you're frying fish at least once a week, frying chicken at least twice a week. Um, you know, using Crisco, like it was what? What do you mean nonstick spray? What do you mean baking chicken breast? I mean, we ate chicken and rice, but it wasn't the chicken and rice that I may have necessarily need to get in that calorie deficit. And then like smashing, you know, a whole box of like Debbie snacks in a week. Like that was what I grew up on and it was normal. And having all carbs for breakfast, basically cereal, cereal or oatmeal, and that was it. Like that was the way that I grew up. And so I realized it was what I was consuming and I could still eat the same number of times per day, but I started to have to swap things out. I had to swap the Debbie snacks for like a, you know, 50 or 100 calorie pudding cup. I had to like swap out, like getting a sandwich from um, a place like Arby's or Wendy's or Burger King at lunchtime and like packing my own sandwich from home and then making a side salad instead of having the sandwich and fries or the sandwich and potato chips, which was a 
thing that I loved. I was comforting myself. Even at my job, I was working in the hospital. I would get a 99 cent and this is not the same 99 cent bag, but that, that today the size is, but a 99 cent bag of Lay's potato chips, the hot flaming, you know, crispy, thin chips, no ridges. That 99 cent bag, you guys, is like the 2.99 bag that you probably get in the gas station these days because of inflation. But I was eating one of those at least three days a week at work, and they were probably 800 calories or more a bag. But like I would drown my sorrows of hating working in corporate, and it was just a hard roll. I'm not even going to harp on it, <clears throat> but I hated um, my job. And that's where I would kind of pour myself into the reality for me was I had to relearn how to eat. Um, I knew the science, like I said, I knew how to work out. I got a membership at the Y we used our tax refund for me to get the Y membership. Cause we couldn't afford even paying $30 a month for me to go. But when we got that tax refund check, shout out. <laughs> I ended up pouring it into getting a gym membership, but I had to learn how to re-eat you. I had to relearn how to eat you guys. I had to learn how to make a healthier breakfast, how to get my protein up above 50 grams per day, um, how to eat different cuts of meat, how to cook them different ways. Like it was a total relearning experience for me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this because I am miserable and I don't like the way that I feel. And it doesn't really reflect who I am as a person. And so I was like, I got to dig the fuck in. And so you guys, I dug in for 16 months and I lost 120 pounds in 16 months. This is not average. So if you're doing the math um, and you're like, oh, this is how it would work out for me. Um, this is not a typical diet. And it was actually a little bit extreme in nature. I'm always honest about it because my calorie intake was too low. I wasn't doing calorie cycling, carb cycling and diet breaks. I was going on vacation and having weekends where I would eat more. And so after I, this 16 months, I eventually had, um, reverse diets and periods at maintenance that I really didn't know what they were back then, um, Versus like the whole theory of nutrition periodization becoming a huge thing after 2015. Um, but I was in a calorie deficit, honestly, and do not follow these numbers, um, eating about 1200 to 1400 calories per day. I lost a lot of weight, but I also lost a lot of muscle. And I wish at this point, like the access that we have nowadays to people um, who are fitness coaches, if I would have had it then, baby, baby, my body composition even now would be completely different because I would have taken breaks from dieting. I would have built muscle and maintenance. I would have started lifting probably four years sooner, probably not even four, probably 10 years sooner than I was um, lifting, but I lost the weight. And then a couple of years after I started learning how to actually um, weight train to keep this weight off. But it consisted of me tracking everything with a pen and paper. Um, my fitness pal was not available to 2013. I was using a calorie King book. You guys can still find these on Amazon, but you can use apps like macros first to trap, uh, to track, um, which are much easier if you guys want. 
a subscription to Macros First that has all of the premium um, benefits, even though the, the base platform is great, you guys can use code EVE10 to save on a premium subscription. That is what Randall and I use for our macro tracking. But back in the day, I had to track everything with pen and notepad. And it was therapy because I got to see what I was eating. I got to see when I was eating what in response to how I was feeling and what I was doing. And it was easier to track the items that I knew what was in the food than meals out because I had had to add up all that stuff by, by hand, you guys. It was a lot of like manual math. And I was adding all of that stuff by hand. So if I was on top of what I was eating, it was easier for me to track and less work to add up. So, you know, I really dug in and I did the work. And after losing all of that weight, it was weird. Body dysmorphia out of this world. I was wearing size 2X shirts size 24 pants. Um, and, and at the end of this first run, I got to about, I think like a size eight, an eight or a six, I would still go and pick up a size 10 or 12 pairs of pair of pants. I needed a small or a medium shirt. I would still pick up a large, like I would take clothes home and buy them and wear them. And then they would be too big. And Rand was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not a large anymore. You're not an extra large. Like, what are you doing? Um, I, I lost weight so fast that I didn't even see all of the changes. And it was weird. I would have days where I would look in the mirror and see 200 pounds still. Um, even though, um, at that time, I think I was at like, Let's see with that first run, I was like 155 or 60 pounds because then I got pregnant with my son months after. I think I stayed that weight for about four months and then I got pregnant with my son and got back up to 200, but not the like 280 I was before. Um, but it was like weird, weird body dysmorphia. Um, I also didn't think I looked as good when I was like, doing things physical. And so I was still like ashamed to like work out in other areas of the gym. And I would stay in the treadmill with the big shirt on. Cause I thought everybody was seeing this big chunky girl trying to lose weight, but it was just like what I was thinking. My confidence wasn't there immediately. Um, confidence with Randall. Yes. Cause he was complimenting me and telling me how good I looked, but I couldn't see it um, as much. And it really took other people complimenting me and me trying on smaller sizes of clothes for it to click. A lot of people don't talk about the reality of this part of weight loss. Um, but it was really fucking hard to really see what other people were seeing. So definitely have patience with those that are losing weight and have lost more than 30, 40, 50 pounds and are like, yeah, I still could use some more work. Like it's going to take time for you to see it. It's going to take time for them to see it. Um, so definitely have, um, you know, patience with those people. Um, I got pregnant, like I said, about five months after losing the weight. That time I only gained 35 pounds and not the over 100 I gained with my, or almost 100 I gained with my son. Because when I got pregnant with him, I was already well into my 200s. Um, but I lost most of that weight because I stayed active during my pregnancy. Um, I was was tracking calories, I think the first four months. And after that, I just intuitively ate. And so I gained like the natural 
are expected like 35 to 40 pounds. And then by January, 2014, I had gotten down to 158 pounds. So roughly what I had been at before. And you guys, there was so much pressure being pregnant. I was stressed the fuck out about people going, she's going to gain all the weight back. Um, and people not believing me and then losing the weight, same thing. Like when I went back to work at, you know, eight weeks postpartum, um, I was like, are people going to think that I'm fat? Are people going to think that I looked good? But when I went back, I felt pretty confident, but like, it's just so much of that pressure. And then, um, as most of you guys know, um, shortly after that, I became a health coach for an MLM because I signed up for their nutrition products and was using their protein to bring my, to hit my macro goals. Cause at that time short, like a little bit shortly after that, I started tracking macros for the first time ever and not just calories only. And I love their protein and it was changing my body paired with the weight training that I had finally started like five months ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be in people's magazine for real. I lost this 120. I had a baby. I lost, you know, that baby weight. Let me lose this last 20 pounds to get to 138 pounds, which would just take me across the, the, you know, the line of me actually losing half my body weight. And I did the damn thing. Um, I started in January and it took me about four and a half months to lose that 19 pounds. And I tagged everything half her size. If you guys check that hashtag tag, you'll find it. But after that, I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Like, what do I do? And so I just like kept working out. Um, still wasn't doing nutrition periodization, periodization, periodization um, as I should, but I went into a slight building phase because now I was actually eating more. I was lifting heavy and I was like, okay, now that I've lost this weight, I'm kind of skinny fat and let me improve my body composition um, so I can look like the weight that I am versus just a smaller version of me. You guys, I became addicted to lifting. Um, it took me about 15 months to just be like, I love this. And I decided I'm looking great. I'm building muscle. I was like looking the best that I ever looked. It probably was my best look ever. Um, I'm probably my best look right now for my 40s versus my 30s, but I'm just getting into the 40s. Um, but I was at my best look ever. And I decided to do a figure competition, competitions, and I wish I would have never done that. But I'll tell you more about that in a second. Um, so I reached out to People Magazine because I had been in their issue five months earlier. And I was like, hey, I would love to share my journey to the stage. Can I keep you guys posted? And they were like, why not? Why not even just write a blog? And I'm like, a blog? I'm not a writer. This is not something I am. Should I do this? And they were like, we would totally support you. So let's just like do the dang thing. And so um, I started blogging for them and I did my first competition in April, 2016. And I did way too many shows after that. Let's just say that. I competed from April, 2016 um, until I think September, did I do a 2018 show? 
I think I did an early 2018 show for about two years, um, but it destroyed my hormones. It destroyed my metabolism. I experienced high cortisol, like weight just coming back on out of nowhere, um, you know, gaining like 15 pounds in a month because I had stayed low calorie for just way too long. And you guys, I wish I would have gotten to that, like my best look ever, regardless of my weight back in 2015 and never competed. Um, but that's like a whole nother story in itself. And I'll talk about the whole, the whole hormone thing eventually. Um, but after the competing, I spent 2018, um, through 2020, like reverse dieting and then being at maintenance and like rebuilding my confidence, like the confidence I really sought to gain after losing 120 pounds was shattered because I felt like I lost all of this weight. I became a figure competitor and I became so lean at 10% body fat. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't normal. I look back now and I definitely look looked a little sick um, and too thin because I did not build enough muscle before I went on the stage. Um, but I spent two years like reclaiming my health and wondering, is anybody going to work with me? Does anybody, is anybody saying, oh my God, she's going to get fat again? Um, is, does anybody trusting me? And I spent two years like rebuilding our programs and my confidence at the same time while just trying to get like this crazy weight gain that I was having come to, um, a halt. And so I spent all of that time, like almost depressed, you know, in and out of being depressed with, oh my God, I'm gaining the weight back. Are people going to trust me to, I got to about 2021 and I was like, I don't ever want to diet again. Like I got to the point where I was like, I love maintenance. I love not thinking about dieting. You guys, I spent 20 years dieting. It was my identity and it was like a part-time job. I was always thinking about dieting and counting and tracking so much that I wasn't thinking about my health, my happiness, my body composition. Am I actually stronger or am I just smaller? And so I switched to focus on being stronger and building muscle and loving food. Now, you guys, if you're following me on Eve Guzman official, I am in my taco sandwich and bowl era. I am eating all the carbs. I'm enjoying making sandwiches, extravagant sandwiches every day, having different variations of tacos multiple times a week. And I love the place that I'm in of not thinking about dieting all of the time. And that's one of the side effects of losing a lot of weight. You guys, it's a lot of pressure. Only 10% of people lose this kind of weight and, and keep it off. There's pressure from family, from friends, from coworkers, some we imagine, some is actually there, pressure from ourselves. And if you're a fitness coach, um, extra love for you guys, because it is difficult um, getting to a place where you feel amazing and confident and something changing that, especially things that may be out of your control and feeling like an imposter out here in these streets. Like it is extremely extremely hard and I go through my ups and downs. But the thing that I noticed was when I had regained the most weight, I actually had 
the most clients sign ups and our business was doing the best. And that's because I was more relatable in my content and people watching me work and people seeing me being honest about reverse dieting and then creating a reverse diet program for people that need it. If you're listening to this, just DM me and I can get you guys the information on our self-paced course for reverse dieting. Um, but I was like living life and like showing things like travel versus here's what I'm packing um, in my suitcase for travel, but now showing like amazing trips and beautiful scenery and food and adventures and excursions versus like how miserable I was inside to keep this weight off. Um, but this is the reality of losing a lot of weight that a lot of people don't think about the pressure to keep the weight off the pressure of maybe keeping up with a diet that helped you lose a ton of weight that you fucking hate. People are hating the fact that they've lost a lot of weight on keto. Um, people are hating sometimes the fact that they've given up all carbs um, to lose weight and they're nervous to, you know, bring that stuff back in, but our bodies need it, especially our metabolism and our thyroid, like people, you guys out here are struggling after weight loss and don't know how to get to maintenance and don't always know the importance of what to do after like losing weight. Sometimes it's simple, but it's hard. You know, you got to work out, you know, you got to be consistent. You know, you need to eat in a calorie deficit and generally eat better. But what do you do after when you get to that point? And we do have a podcast on like maintenance and maintenance mindset. I would definitely tell you um, to scroll back and check that one out because it is really, really good. Um, but a lot of people don't know what to do when they get there let alone are battling all of the reasons why they think they may lose um, the results and stuff that they have. But episode 20 is a nice, short and sweet one. It is about maintenance mindset. I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. Currently, um, I'm improving my body composition. My biggest goals are to look better in my skin eat all of the magnificent foods within moderation and focus on getting strong as fuck and worrying more about how I look versus the weight on the scale. Um, I have my ups and downs. I have my body image days, but I know that I am somebody's inspiration, whether this is in an area of nutrition education, or I know I am somebody's goal, like somebody's body goal. Someone out there can relate to me and they would love to look like me, no matter if they know my size of pants or the size and clothing I'm wear. But you guys have to always remember, no matter how hard you get on yourself, you are somebody's goal out there and they would love to trade places with you. And the fact that someone would potentially do almost anything, you guys, anything to trade places with you should be enough gratitude for you to be thankful for where you are and work on loving your body more for what it can do versus what it currently isn't. Um, anything can be changed, especially when it comes to um, functional nutrition and weight training. Um, you guys can knock out symptoms of disease states. You can feel better. You can get more mobility, feel more confident when all your clothes 
clothes come off with your, you know, your, your significant other or your partner, whether it's at the beach, or even if it's just like me wearing shorts, you know, whatever the thing is, but a lot of this stuff can be remedied, but it all starts with the mindset of gratitude for where you're at. And where you can be with consistency, but still being grateful for the fact that you can do these things with your body and it's never, ever, ever too late. Um, hopefully this podcast was helpful for you guys to kind of learn more of the reality of losing this much weight and what my journey has been like. A lot of the stuff that I've mentioned on the podcast today, I have not mentioned um, and I wanted to get it out somewhere. So I'm hoping it's going to really, really really help somebody um, one day. And I can't wait for my babe, my babe, um, Randall to share like her, his experience in the reality of losing an incredible amount of weight. Um, I have lost a little over 150 pounds. He's lost 120 pounds. Um, so we've lost almost 300 pounds together, you guys. And I am so grateful for all of his support because we wouldn't have been able to kick this thing off without him believing in me because I was the one that needed the most help in the beginning and he got me going. Um, so I love you, my best friend, my soul, soulmate and lover. Um, but until the next podcast, you guys hit us up on Eve Guzman official, um, or the macros for life podcast on Instagram. And if this resonated with you, please do a screenshot um, and tag me on one of those channels so that we can reshare this and give people more motivation and inspiration when it comes to their health and fitness journeys. Peace out. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get welcome.